Shepherding Chaos, the Retail 247 podcast. Embracing change in the world of retail tech. Hello and welcome once again to Shepherding Chaos. I'm Martin Schofield, CEO of Retail 247. I'm joined again by Alan Morris, original founder of Retail Assist and now a non-exec director of Retail 247. Today our subject matter is the occurrence of pivotal technology. Now, Alan, I know you have a fridge story to tell, but remember, we're limiting ourselves to 15 minutes, so let's start with that. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. I, um, a long while ago now, I was, uh, was questioned about which, re- which technologies had made the biggest impact in retail. Uh, so we're looking at you know, disruptive and radical type of technology. And, um, and it sort of uh, threw a bit of a quandary for me. So I thought, you know what, I'm not that sure I know so I sort of set a uh, selection criteria if I went to bed tonight and woke up tomorrow morning if the technology I'm thinking about hadn't existed what would the impact be and uh, so I had a list of things I went down and started ticking them off as being no 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 and I thought well what actually does really make a difference in retail and of course the things that made the biggest difference in retail are things that drive consumer demand so if I cast my mind back I think well what if something disappeared when I went to bed tonight that had a big impact on what we did today what would it be and actually the first thing I came up with that fell into that category was the fridge and whilst that's not a retail technology, the retail technology that's been spun up as a result of it, especially the stuff we take for granted today, is as a direct result of the fridge being invented and made available as a common after a common item in, in people's houses. You know, in March the 23rd, whenever, sorry, March 23rd, whenever it was, when the first lockdown was announced, you know, I sat there listening to it and thought, well, for the first time, retail technology is going to make a massive difference to the world because online shopping is going to boom, online food shopping. But just imagine if the the fridge hadn't been invented. There wouldn't be any online food shopping. And then I thought, well, what about online fashion? Well, actually, online fashion was led the way in part by by online food. So that's the type of disruptive technology I went looking for. And I guess then then after that, I said, well, what came next? And then I suppose it's the internet. No internet, where would we be? And then I wanted to work in threes. And the next thing I looked forward was uh, was the mobile phone. Because I'm a... I have a belief, rightly or wrongly, that if the mobile phone hadn't come on board and we hadn't been using it for commerce reasons, I wonder, and it's just an opinion, whether the online shopping would have become quite as prevalent as it is today. Because if I'd have been sat downstairs watching TV and I had to go upstairs to do my, to the computer or somewhere in my house to the computer to make an online order, would it actually be as easy and convenient as it is sitting on my mobile phone and doing it? So they're the three things I came up with. Okay, thanks. I'm just going to pick up on one point. You said that online fashion had been led by refrigeration. Do you want to elaborate on that? I don't necessarily mean that. Although, let's say cool fashions, of course. Oh, nice. I thought I'd just drop that one in there. Yeah. Um, no, what I mean by that is that, yeah, I don't know whether you agree with this or not, but the rest of retail, non-food retail, has been led technologically in a lot of ways by food retail. So whatever food retail does... 
yeah, non-food retail tends to follow. EPOS systems, prime example, the use of barcodes on, uh, on products yeah, led through to uh, bled through to uh, to fashion retail. And I know that yeah, Amazon yeah, 25 years ago sold a book online and not a uh, not a pint of milk. But actually, really, it's the staple products that made people get into that mindset, that change that crikey, you can buy everything online. I've never really thought about that before. I suppose, like you say, some of the some of the basic technologies that we take for granted in retail across the piece, but perhaps first um, seeing that environment, that food environment. Yeah. But then it got me. I then started thinking. Well, actually, I I don't. I've never worked in in food retail, and uh, I've certainly never uh, never developed a fridge, and I didn't develop the internet or mobile phones. I've never been a user of all of those items. So does that mean that? In my career, I've never done anything that's innovative. And I uh, thought, so, well, no, of course I have. But, of course, yeah, there are a number of different types of, of innovation. Not everything is uh, is radical. Not everything is disruptive. Sometimes we have innovation which is improving infrastructure or improving functionality, taking things on to the next level. Yeah, when you think about how we used to uh, to to buy online compared to how we do it today, yeah, the amount of innovation that's moved us from where we were to where we are today, and that hopefully will drive us even to the uh, to the levels uh, a lot further down the line. Some of which we're already anticipating, some of which we've absolutely no idea about, but I'm sure will come on stream. To me, the retail technology practitioners are normally the people who deliver that type of innovation. Okay, so I'll take number one as uh, one of the pivotal technology stakes has been refrigeration. The second, the second you mentioned was the internet. Now, I, I view that as multiple things. The internet, as such, is, you know, has, has enabled massive, massive propagation of communication technology and with it the cloud uh, and with it the, sort of, uh, the ability to host in cloud environments and, and, and to have massively um, performance technologies available to development today. Um, obviously, led on top of that, the World Wide Web and the fact that has just opened up a whole new channel to market. So, two distinct things. I think the, the internet, even as an underpinning technology to the World Wide Web, is something worth mentioning the differentiation there. But the, the whole propagation of global communications and the ability to connect to whoever, wherever, whenever, uh, you know, has, has been fundamental to, to technology. It has. And yeah, when you look at there's been a massive uh, effort, a massive uh, movement to create technology that's using that underlying infrastructure. Um, and I guess, you know, if, if we want to, uh, if we want to look at, um, if we want to look at the, the future and, uh, and the AI and the VR and, and all the other bits, yeah, it's actually carrying on enhancing the, uh, the core infrastructures that uh, is important. Yeah, all those things wouldn't be possible without the power that we now have on demand. We, 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 uh, we tell people seven do our, all our development on uh, AWS, Amazon Web Services. Uh, the power we have by, you know, flicking a few parameters and paying, paying a few more pence per a transaction or per, for whatever, um, is phenomenal. And, and if I had that power and I was a developer, uh, you know, it would have been a different ballgame. I was, I was more worried about, you know, the 20 meg hard drive I had on my on my on my uh, PC and how that was going to enable me to do a variety of different things. So yeah, the, the pace of change is phenomenal, and, and the fact we now enable that with remote and, and, and instantly available power has enabled a whole bunch of things. It has, and also overlay that with the uh, the commercial model that sits over the top of that. Uh, 
that infrastructure, that that shared infrastructure, it's made uh, it's made retail technology that would only normally have been afforded by uh, by the privileged few be available to the uh, to the masses. Yeah, absolutely. But you can see that. Yeah, um, emerging retail, smaller, smaller brands who previously would have, uh, you know, been, been doing things very, very manually, can actually do things in a, uh, in a in a systemic way from from day one. Cool. No, it's obviously the, the, when people talk about the internet, they they really mean the World Wide Web and, and the use of of websites upon the internet as a platform. Um, now, retail-wise, you mentioned Amazon selling the first book in whatever year that was, but different areas of retail have been you know, adapted and adopted at certain different paces. I spent a good chunk of my career with Harvey Nichols, um, you know, high-end fashion, and they were, well, Harvey Nichols particularly, was relatively slow to adopt. You know, I remember having conversations that said, high-end fashion will never sell on the internet, but the, the, the customer will always want that touch and feel store experience, and also the dynamics of the, the commercial reality meant that we had quite a, a, a low buy, a, a shallow buy. Mm. So to be able to photograph, to, to you know, have stock available, um, and to work with these high-end brands to have stuff that we actually could sell on the internet was a challenge. But obviously, you know, a few years have rolled on, and, and people buy anything and everything on the internet, you know, including high-end fashion. You only have to look at the the valuation of net supporter and the, the, the fact that's been sold on a number of occasions um, to look at the scale as possible with that sort of operation. Yeah, I, th- I think generally people can now. You you literally can buy anything on the internet. I, I yeah, I have a similar background to to you, background story to you, where yeah, the, the, the retail I was working for when uh, when Sting's album Ten Summers Tales became the first thing that was sold on the internet in 1994 for money, and when yeah, when that story started to play out, and people said, well. It's only it's only going to be books and uh, CDs. Um, I don't think DVDs were a thing then, but books and CDs, things that can go through the letterbox that, that we're going to sell, and anything more than that. I can remember clearly somebody said to me, it'll only be sold to nerdy people like you. And the first item sold on eBay actually didn't really do much to dispel that myth because wasn't it a broken? Uh, it was called Market Market Web or Market something rather in those days. Got my time on. Yeah, I'm sure it was. In fact, I'm sure it probably was you. The first item bought was a broken laser pointer. <laughs> and uh, so the idea of it's only really done for nerds would certainly be backed up by that. But but now, no, you're, you're right. And I think the challenge going forward for uh, online selling is that it's continually reinventing that customer experience and, and actually getting the customer experience online to be more than just a single sensory uh, uh, exciter. So... Yeah, you can't just rely on a on a on a photograph and, and see sight as the only way of provoking somebody's desire to uh, to acquire the the product. And it, it's it, although it's an underlying innovation, the ability to be able to craft product data and supporting uh, product imagery uh, that wraps around more of the senses is going to be an increasing requirement. And it's you know the the industry is a wash of front end stuff that shows how things can move and move around and do great things, but of course without the continual investment and uh, and work of people who innovate the back end, the providers of the of the data, then the front end is never going to work. It's going to be never anything more than, than a conference room pilot. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, just deciding to that, don't like to completely agree that statement. There's always new and exciting things to, to put that, that customer experience um, you know, across in the digital world. Um, the other side of it, obviously, we've become more bandwidth intensive, and actually, the other driver is that the other end of that, that, that internet piece is the, you know, is the spread of high speed broadband to the home and, and to the, into the um, 4G, 5G, etc. Yeah, as the prevalence of those um, grows, then the, the the drive of using that bandwidth increases as well. We start to see, you know, looking back a few years, when you remember an, an image being gradually put onto the screen as the as the, as the the modem made a noise in the background, versus the day where I can instantly stream video in multiple um, devices in the house. The kids are watching the Netflix, and you know, I'm doing some work. It's just a, a phenomenally different world. The other thing I don't know, as you mentioned, it is. Um, how, how we need to focus on that customer experience. The, the, I go back to the, the story of Harvard Nichols. It actually is a commercial reality we have to you know, check on every now and again. Um, with a, 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 when we're talking fashion, and you're talking women's fashion in particular, you've got a return rate of 40, 50% plus. Um, the, the commercial reality of the, the impact of not having that stock in circulation, but having a diminishing margin because of that stock coming back late into the season, uh, actually... Uh, and, and the cost of returns themselves, the cost of the shipping there and back, the cost of returns processing. And actually, the commercial reality of online shopping is a challenge. It is. And it, it makes me you know, wonder at the moment, in, in the COVID crisis, you know, the, the further issue of quarantining uh, products that have been out yeah. on, uh, you know, on on sort of uh, try before you buy. Because although people are actually, you know, if you, if you don't know whether you're a small, medium or large and you buy three items, yeah, I suppose the retailers say, well, actually, we've already sold three items. But you're only going to buy one. So, you know, it's basically a short-term loan of the price of three items because two of them are coming back at you. And yeah. if you're going to, you know, if, if, you're, if you're short of, uh, of, of items in the range and you're missing a sales opportunity there or, yeah, the, the fact then the product's going to go off sale for however many days it takes to quarantine in addition to all the other uh, logistics concerns. Yeah. Yeah. I said it before, you know, the, the distance selling regulations, whatever they are now, 28 days, and seven days to notify and 28 days to return. Uh, it was last time I looked, anyway, it may have changed. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, when you've got a high price, high fashion item, 28 days before that hit circulation, you're nudging into the first sale of the season, so you're immediately taking a hit of, you know, 20, 30, 40% off margin. And if you're a retailer only, rather than a manufacturer, like Carbon Nichols was, that's a big, big challenge. It is. In the interest of time, that's the, the, that's the internet and the, the World Wide Web is underpinning technology and enabling technology for a lot of the solutions we see today is, is a no-brainer. The third thing you mentioned there was the mobile phone. Now, I, 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 I don't disagree, but I guess... You know, you could argue that it is just an enabling device on the on the previous discussion about that it's a it's a mobile device for internet and broadband access. Um, so, so I guess we don't do we mean mobile phone? I phone communication. I mean a mobile means of accessing the, the internet. I think it's yeah. I I think it's absolutely it's key. I mean, I, I made the point earlier that it's the convenience factor of being able to. 
it, it sounds terrible because it sounds like we've developed into a uh, into a nation or world of couch potatoes. But being able to sit there and multitask whilst you're at home, watching a TV program and ordering your groceries or ordering a new pair of uh, jeans or a shirt or booking tickets for a theatre or whatever, just sitting doing everything is, although it is an enabling software, it's a, it's a game changer. It's made it's made things more easy to use. Therefore, people use them more. But I think the other thing that's uh, that's that's worth uh, worth considering that it's it's not just the transactional bit. It's actually the transactional support. I read uh, I read recently that forty um, percent. There was a survey done by Ernst and Young, I think, and it said forty percent of uh, of mobile phone users have access and regularly use social media accounts. Well, people use social media accounts because they uh, yeah they'll they'll be passing comments on. Yeah, everything from nice day to, you know, great pair of jeans, great meal here, great play, great TV program. It's all about opinion. And whilst people, you know, of, and, I, and I hate to say this, but of, of our generation, decision makers of our generation would be saying, yeah, that's just people's opinion. You've then got to bear in mind, in the same report, it went on to say that, um, that uh, 75% of 25 to 34-year-olds, if I remember the stats correctly, and if I got it slightly wrong, I apologise, but I think it's about this, that 75% of 25 to 34-year-olds are massively influenced by reviews put online by by other people. Well, when you think that most reviews, people don't sit there and think, I didn't like that, I'm going to run upstairs to my, uh, my computer and I'm going to write a review. They'll just get the phone out of the pocket, holding the phone with one hand and pressing their their digits with the other hand. They will leave a review. So you know, it's it yeah. might, not, might not be groundbreaking, but it's by by far enable. It's it's it is a game changer in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I just broadened the, the subject of you know, mobility, as such as the, the mobile phone. But yeah, you're, you're right. This is the immediate access to all these sort of services. Five G is probably going to uh, extend that even further. Yes, and, and that's only going to get um, uh, you know faster and faster. The same was the capability of the of the, of the cloud and the, of the devices themselves getting faster and faster. Yeah, I think, I think, that, I think that's a good summary of the, the sort of technologies underpinning technologies that we've seen over the last few years and in, in, in our lifetime. Um, and I guess the message there, you know, we've, we've said a lot. We probably repeat ourselves on these on these um, uh, podcasts that that the distinct enabling technology behind the scenes and the ability to provision information around our product and our stock and our customer to be able to use that in a way that we can then exploit the independent technologies that emerge it is key to going forward and the key to sort of sustaining this level of change that is, is ultimately inevitable absolutely and next time you go into your kitchen and you look at your humble fridge then yes, actually, yeah. yeah, think of me and actually think of the impact that fridge has actually had. Yeah, and also, you know, fridges haven't been around in uh, commonplace in UK households for that long, you know, it's surprising. Go on, then how long? Um, God, I knew you'd ask me that. I've actually got some stats somewhere, which uh, I we'll, believe... we'll, we'll save the fridge stats for the next. I think exciting, we're, so. we're, we're, we're we're writing a blog soon about innovation at Retail Two Four Seven, and uh, and I uh, I promise I'll include those stats in the blog. But I was quite surprised that uh, the fridge, although refrigeration's old, the use of the fridge in the house isn't isn't that 
that long ago. Okay. Not for old people like you and me, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on that exciting note, we'll we'll bring this uh, episode to a close. So yeah. thanks again for joining, Alan, and uh, look forward to next time. Yeah, take care. Bye. Shepherding chaos, the Retail Two Four Seven podcast. Join us next time for more tech views and insights from the people who know.